Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I welcome you to the Ava Devotional Prayer Program Day 6. My name is Pastor Ada. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm alive and so are you. Let's give God glory for his faithfulness. In this series, our theme is Contending for Your Inheritance. This morning, our topic will be Descend Your Adversary. Descend Your Adversary. We'll take our text this morning from Numbers chapter 16, verse 3. Let's take our text together before we go before the Lord in prayer. Numbers 16, 13 says, And they gathered together against Moses and Aaron, and said to them, Enough of you, you take too much upon yourselves, seeing that all the congregation is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you lift yourself up above the assembly of the Lord? May the Lord bless the reading of his word this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for raising us up. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to enjoy your benefits. Thank you for giving us another day to serve you and to bring your kingdom down wherever we find ourselves. This morning, we're privileged to look into your word, your word of liberty. This morning, we're privileged to learn of you. Father, we humble ourselves before you to say, Lord, instruct us by your spirit from your word in the name of Jesus. May the washing of the water of the word be our portion this morning in the name of Jesus. May we learn something new that will help us to contend lawfully for that which you have for us. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I believe you are being blessed by this series so far. The Lord has been showing us from the scriptures what we ought to contend for. Yesterday, we looked at what not to contend for. And today, we're still continuing in that line of thought. That yes, we are supposed to contend for our inheritance. But there are certain things that do not fall in the line of the things to contend for. There are certain places that the Lord will not want you or, or, or me to contend for. There are certain things that he has given to others that do not belong to us. And we must be careful not to contend for those things. Because when we go to contend for what God has not given us, what God has not called our portion, in some cases, God might even resist us. May that not be our case or portion in Jesus' name. Amen. The word contend is also defined as to assert something as a position in an argument. To be in argument and to insist on your own opinion and to insist on your own argument. We must be careful who we go into an argument with. Contending for our inheritance must not be misunderstood as taking up arms against our leaders or those in authority over us, either in the home, at work, or in the church. 
In our key verse, we read about a group of people, 250 of them, who got up to contend with their leader, Moses and Aaron. They claimed that Moses had taken too much upon himself, meaning that Moses was acting too important or maybe Moses was feeling superior to them. Their argument was that the whole congregation is holy too. The Lord is among us too. They felt they were equals with Moses. They were simply saying, Moses, you are not better than us. What you have, we have also. Why do you think you can lead us or boss us around? Have you ever felt or thought this way about your leader before? Either at home, at work, or in church? Unfortunately, I have. In the home, the Lord has set the husband as the leader. Whether he is younger, less educated, or brings in less money home at the end of the month, he is still the leader. He may not be as smart as the wife or the children. He may not be as bold or eloquent, but he is still the head because God has made it so. Hear what the scriptures has to say about this. For a husband has authority over his wife, just as Christ has authority over the church. And Christ is himself the savior of the church, his body. And so wives must submit themselves completely to their husbands, just as the church submits itself to Christ. That is in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 23. In the home, children are expected to be in submission to their parents. Today, the culture teaches otherwise. For children to defy their parents once they can earn an income or attain a certain age. The Bible says, children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. That is Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1. It also says, children obey your parents in all things, for this is well pleasing unto the Lord. That is in Colossians chapter 3 verse 20. The prodigal son went after the inheritance without the leadership of his father. He beat more than he, can, he could chew. Contending for inheritance is not rebellion. Take note of this. Contending for inheritance is not rebellion. So as you contend for your inheritance, be careful that you are doing it according to the Lord's word. Be careful that you are doing it the way God wants you to do it. So in our story here, in this text, we see these people rising up and saying, we have what you have. We know what you know. We can do what you can do. But in the family, God does not expect us to do so. Even if we can do what our fathers can do, we must still give them the privilege to lead the family. Let us also look at another application of this story in the church or in the ministries where we function. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 18 says, Listen to this. 
but now had God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it had pleased him. 1 Corinthians 12, 28 says, And God had set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Take note that it is God who sets these people. It is God who determines who is going to be an apostle and who is going to be a prophet. It's God who determines who to give the gifts of diversities of tongues and who to give the gifts of healings. So who should be the leader in the church or the ministry? Is God's decision. Is God's prerogative. The person may not be as educated or as eloquent as we would want him to be. But it is God's decision. Think of it. Why would God choose a murderer to deliver Israel from Egypt? Where were the men of renown, the famous people, when Pharaoh was oppressing the Israelites? Where were they? We are to contend for what God has given us or called us to be, and not for what he has given others. Let's go back to our text. And they rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. Notice, these people were 250 and they came up against two people, Aaron and Moses. They definitely outnumbered them. The Bible says in this verse that they were famous people. Probably famous for their skills, famous because of their wealth, famous because of their wisdom. They were famous people. They were also men of renown, men who had done great things, men who had been recognized for different roles that they had played in time past. In fact, they were important people. That notwithstanding, God still chose Moses. And when these people rose up to resist Aaron and Moses, God decided to show them who his choice was. But it did not come out well. It did not turn out well. Because Moses was forced to run to God. He was forced to run to God, to say, God, judge between me and them. God, determine who it is that you have called. God, prove to them that I didn't choose myself. Prove to them that I'm doing what I'm doing because you sent me to do them. And when Moses took that position, God arose and resisted these people. God judged them with his fire and the earth opened up and swallowed their families. Wow, what a terrible way to end. When we resist those whom God has chosen, we put ourselves in the line of fire. When we resist and contend against God's choice for our life, we make ourselves God's enemies. May that not be our lifestyle in Jesus' name. 
Let us be careful who we contend against. Miriam and Aaron contended against Moses, their brother, and you know they were judged with leprosy. The sons of Korah arose and they were destroyed. They did not have a second chance of mercy. So let's be careful that if we must contend in this season, that we contend according to the will of God and according to the word of God. Let me close by reading 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. It says, And if also a man contend in the games, he is not crowned except he have contended lawfully. We must be careful to contend lawfully for what God has given to us. Amen. Let us pray. Let's thank God for today's message. It sounds like a hard message, but it is the truth. I want you to thank the Lord for bringing this scripture to your notice so that you will not be in error of the will of God, so that you will not go contending against those whom you ought to support. Can we begin to pray? Can we begin to pray? Thank the Lord for this opportunity. Thank him because he says it's those whom he loves that he chastises. It's those whom he loves that he corrects. Is the word of the Lord convicting you? Is the word of the Lord pricking your heart? Why don't you thank him for bringing this message? If Korah and his men had heard this message, they probably would have had a second chance. They didn't hear it and that's why they were destroyed. So begin to thank the Lord for bringing this word your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Secondly, let's ask the Lord for forgiveness and for mercy if we have acted similarly by contending against our leader. Ask the Lord for mercy. Maybe in the home you have been contending with your words against the leadership of your spouse or you have been contending against the leadership of your parents. Maybe you have been contending against the leadership of those whom God has set above you, either in the home, in the workplace. I want you to ask the Lord for mercy. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Ask the Lord to pardon you for acting in ignorance. Maybe you have felt you are wiser than your leader. You are smarter. You are more eloquent. And authority should be given to you. Oh, that's not the way God wants it. That's not pleasing to God. Why don't you ask the Lord for forgiveness, ask him for mercy, for speaking against the ministers that he has set over you. Ask the Lord for mercy, for complaining, for arguing with them publicly, embarrassing them, and even shaming them in the presence of others because you are more financially competent or because you are more educationally enlightened and you are shaming the servants of God, you are shaming the men of God, you are threatening them, you are giving them ultimatums. I want you to ask the Lord to forgive you because that is not your place. That is not your place. Ask the Lord to show you mercy. Ask the Lord to forgive you. The Bible says, who are you to judge another man's servant? Before his master, he rises or falls. 
and his master is able to make him stand. That's what the scripture says about those who are leaders. And the word of God admonishes us to pray for them. To pray for them so they will do what is right. To pray for them so that they will lead according to the will of God. If we haven't prayed for them, we have no right whatsoever to contend against them in words or to contend against them in our attitude. May the Lord show us mercy this morning. May the Lord forgive us for our error. May the Lord forgive us our sins in Jesus' name. Amen. Our third prayer point is to pray for our families to find mercy in the presence of God. If any of you has defied God's servant and provoked them to cry to God, this is the time to ask the Lord for mercy on behalf of your family. We saw in that passage that we read, we didn't read the end of the story, but you see those men who contended against Moses, the Lord asked their families to step aside. And the earth opened up and swallowed their families, swallowed their houses, swallowed everything that they had. Today, we may not have the earth open up and swallow people physically. But the favor of God may be turned from your family because you are in opposition to God. The mercy of God might be taken away from you and your family because of the mistake of one person. God decided that Saul and his family will rule in Israel. But when Saul sinned against God, when he disobeyed God, when he did not obey completely the instruction of the Lord, the kingdom was taken away from him and given to David. His own family lost the privilege of leadership because of his single, because of his own mistake. And so sometimes the mistakes of our family heads, the mistakes of our family members can put the whole family at risk. Why don't you pray for your family this morning and ask the Lord to be merciful and ask the Lord to show mercy to you and your family that in any way you have acted against the servant of God, in any way you have defied the leadership of the man of God, that God will show you mercy, God will show your family mercy, that God will not turn against you, but that God will speak for you favorably in Jesus' name. Amen. Our last prayer point this morning will be to ask the Lord to show you your position, the position he has reserved for you, and to seek a heart of contentment in Jesus' name. Amen. Ask the Lord to show you the position he has reserved for you and seek a heart of contentment in Jesus' name. Let us begin to pray. So many of us love the public ministry. So many of us like to be in the limelight. So many of us like to be the one speaking. But God has different roles for us in the kingdom. Some of us have a public ministry, while many of us have a private ministry. Anna did not have a public ministry, but she fulfilled her ministry, praying for the birth of Jesus Christ praying for the manifestation of the promise of God. She was not known to be a warrior. She was not as beautiful as Esther. Neither was she as wealthy as Lydia. But yet, she fulfilled her role in ministry. She fulfilled her ministry 
in her time. Let us pray and ask the Lord to show us the position he has called us to occupy in the kingdom and to help us to embrace that position with contentment in Jesus' name. Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. Is there pride in your heart? Is there rebellion in your heart? Whatever it is that is capable of making you to rise up against your leader, begin to uproot that thing from your heart in the name of Jesus. We are contending to fulfill our ministry. We are contending to stand in the office that God has called us to and to fulfill the ministry. We are not contending against our leaders. We are not striving to take their position. We are not striving to replace them. What we are contending to be the best version of ourselves and to fulfill God's purpose for our life in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us close in prayer. Father, we thank you for this morning. We bless and worship your name. Thank you for bringing, oh God, this truth to our knowledge this morning. Indeed, many of us have erred in the ways in which we have treated those whom you have set as leaders over us, both in the home, in the workplace, and in the ministry. Many of us have contended with words and with arguments against those whom you have set as leaders over us. Father, forgive us in the name of Jesus. Forgive us for how we have despitefully used them. Forgive us for how we have mistreated them. Forgive us for how we have ignored and disrespected them because we felt we were better than them. Show us mercy this morning by blotting out our transgressions with the blood of Jesus. Father Lord, we pray that your judgment will pass over our families. May your judgment pass over our families. May your judgment pass over us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our confession this morning will be, God has chosen and enabled me to serve him. I am satisfied. God has chosen and enabled me to serve him. I am satisfied. As we go about our duties today, I want you to remind yourself that it is God who has chosen you. And what he has chosen you for, that is what you ought to be. May God grant us the grace to be contented and to be satisfied in Jesus' name. Have a very fruitful and flourishing day in Jesus' name. Amen.